Just know that you can do whatever you decide is important enough. So decide, get clear on what's important to you, and know you can have it if you are just willing to show up and do your best. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and we have a fantastic guest to share with you today. Her name is Kate Ekman. She's the author of The Full Spirit Workout, a Columbia University certified executive leadership coach, and she leverages her experience as a well-known communications performance, mindfulness expert, and accomplished entrepreneur, as well as an elite athlete to equip leaders with the tools, methodology, and energetic boost they need to excel. Kate's work is fascinating because it's rooted in neuroscience, positive psychology, and whole person coaching techniques. Passionate about mindfulness practices for both brain and body, Kate is a meditation teacher and course creator in the world's number one ranked free meditation app. We're going to talk about her book, which has been endorsed by some of the top athletes and successful people on the planet. Kate Ekman, welcome to The Daily Helping. It is great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's my joy to be here. Your joy. I love that. I love that. Well, we're going to talk about so many great things. But what I like to do whenever anybody comes on this show first is peel back the layers of that onion a little bit. I promise I'm not going to psychoanalyze you, but I want to know what got you on the path you're on today. I was a competitive athlete for 17 years. I was a swimmer, swam all through college at Penn State, and athletics was my life. And it taught me so much, way more than just about the physical body and how much work you have to put in. But that said, as I went about my life, and I had a very forward-facing career as a TV broadcaster and journalist, TV host, professional model, all the things, and was in the public and and was struggling, quite frankly, like most people. And I kind of want (laughs) to blow the lid off of that because I think there's this notion that if you look a certain way or have a certain amount of money or achieve a certain level of success, that life is just perfect and you don't struggle or have bad days. And I was in the New York City rat race and looked around me and saw, wow, everybody is struggling, quite frankly, or people would achieve a certain level of success, but be filled with exhaustion or anxiety, insecurity. And I recognized it because I was that person too. So I knew how hard I had to train my physical muscles to compete at a high level. And I thought there must be a way to train my attitudinal muscles, my mental, emotional, spiritual muscles, and get really fit on the inside. And I wanted that confidence that was unbreakable and that could weather any storm. I'm not talking about the performance confidence that we all have. We can dial it in for 10 minutes or pretend. I think a lot of us pretend to have it all together and present a pretty package to the world. But behind the scenes, we're just trying to keep up, (laughs) trying to keep it all together. So 
that's where the full spirit workout was born. And it was born out of tragedy and losing two loved ones to suicide and coping with not only the grief of losing them so tragically and suddenly, but also what it brought up within me and really made me look at the way I was choosing to live my life and knew there had to be a better way of living. And and that better way was placing my value and worth from within, not looking for all the shiny objects and things outside of myself to make me feel worthy. It's so interesting. I've had so many people on this show and their work is rooted in adversity or tragedy, but yet out of that comes really a a laser-focused direction and the little light bulb that goes off over one's head that says, you know, I need to make some really big changes. So I'm sure that as people are listening to this, they're nodding along, they yep, like I that's very relatable, you know, the rat race, the craziness. You know, we we get so caught up in the day-to-day that we don't even stop to think about the day-to-day is killing us. So take us through the full spirit workout. What does it entail? And just start there. Yeah, well, it's a 10-step system to shed your self-doubt strengthen your spiritual core and create a fun and fulfilling life. And we start off with a stretch, like a physical workout. And this time we're stretching our comfort zone. So our comfort zone is just this arbitrary boundary that we've created in our minds based on fear. And you can delete that toxic file, just like you can delete the toxic file on your computer, drag it to the trash, and then co-create and come up with a new system and a better way of living. And what I love about stretching our comfort zone is that that's when life gets really juicy and you have to expand and grow and become the person who can achieve your cherished goals and 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 the things that you deserve, quite frankly. You know, I think we've all forgotten that life is meant to be fulfilling and fun and that we can actually have the things that we want. And so much of it is not just the hard work, but releasing your grip. You know, we grip so tightly to our goals and, and we repel them when we do that. So the full spirit workout is, is an exercise in surrender and trust. I do so much work around confidence building and people always want to know, how can I be more confident? And everyone struggles with confidence in some way, right? I, again, you, you look at some people, it's like, you know, like a professional athlete, LeBron James doesn't struggle with confidence, but he does in some area, or maybe he's confident on the court, but at home, he's not confident having a difficult conversation, or he's not comfortable confronting someone who did him wrong, for example, just making all of this up. So Confidence stems from the words to trust. So this is about building this trust muscle and leaning into that rather than trying to force or control. So the full spirit workout is a play on the full body workout that you often hear advertised at the gym, but it's also about bringing your full spirit to everyone you meet and to everything that you do. And your full spirit is your authentic truth and power your presence, showing up like you mean it and you've got something to say, enthusiastic, energy, <laughs> let's, let's go. I love that. So people are listening to this and, and I, the first thing that I think of is if you haven't been living your life this way, if you've been kind of overwhelmed, what are some of the starting points? So, because presuming that this full body workout, full spirit workout, which is a combination of all these, these things that you've incorporated, Give us a couple starting points specifically that people can utilize today, as well as maybe touch on, you know, if there's some setbacks or some frustrations, things that they can do to move past that. Sure. So three things just came to mind, three exercises. And the first is what I call sit and stare. 
This is my non-negotiable minimum five minutes a day. I usually do more like an hour, either at a time or I break it up. And this is exactly what it sounds like. You sit and you stare in a quiet room, alone, distraction-free. I know that may sound horrifying to some, but if it does, then you need this practice more than anyone. And this is really a chance to check in with yourself and, and get really clear, maybe reflect, process. Talk to yourself like you would a small child. How are you doing? What do you need right now? What's working? And if you're feeling extra bold and courageous, tell yourself, good job. Hey, way to have that tough conversation. Or I'm so proud of you. You were kicking butt. You are willing to show up and not be great at first and and work towards becoming better at whatever. And so, you know, one of my favorite quotes ever by Blaise Pascal says, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. And I think, yes, correct. Absolutely. So try this out for yourself. I have a client who says, very high achieving, successful client who says, I I can't do five minutes. I'll start with two. And I have to constantly check in with him, a man who has it all. And he even admits, I'm having a hard time even doing the two minutes. And so that's something that you know we're looking into. And I think it's a symptom of our sick culture that says you have to be quote-unquote achieving and making money and accomplishing at all times. And what I say to that is you're, when you're sitting and staring, you're accomplishing inner peace. You're achieving rest and rejuvenation. You are achieving connection with yourself. And by the way, when you're more deeply connected with yourself, you're more deeply connected with others. So your relationships will improve. Your confidence will improve. You will attract more opportunities and experiences. They will come to you. You won't have to force or control it. You will achieve inner peace. So try it out for yourself. Let me know how it goes. Another practice that's going to boost your well-being immediately is a gratitude visit. This was created by Martin Seligman. He's the founder of Positive Psychology. And what you do is think right now, even do it. Think of someone who has helped you in a tremendous way, who has that you've never properly thanked. Whoever just came to mind is perfect. And write that person a 300-word letter explaining how they've helped you, what they mean to you. Think of something you'd write to someone at, at their funeral, sadly. And then call them up and say you want to visit. Don't tell them why. And read them this gratitude letter. And it will have such a profound effect on your well-being and on that other person's well-being. You will create a bond that is so beautiful and so sacred, and it will improve your well-being, not just in that moment, but for weeks and months to come. And I know that because I did this a year ago. This person and I are such close friends. It helped both of us so much. We The letter's in my book, and we still can't read it without crying because it was that sacred and that important. And think how how few times we actually do that. We might say thank you to someone or I appreciate you, but this is writing a letter and really spelling it out. So try that on for size. And the third thing I'll say is a beautiful tool known as reframing. And a lot of people get stuck in the ain't it awful. And I'm not, you're not going to enroll me in the ain't it awful. I will listen to you and see you and respect that you're having a hard time but I'm not enrolled in that because you can use two words that will help shift you out of that. So if you're in a place of, this sucks, this is hard. Okay, Um, what if? What if this didn't suck? 
what if this wasn't hard? What if this was easy? What if this was a perfect opportunity to heal an old wound and grow? What if this was fun? What if this was a perfect chance to do that thing that you've always wanted to do and now you can do it because you just lost your job and now you have the space and freedom to create something brand new? Do you see how much better that feels when you're in that space as opposed to ain't it awful? Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. Well, I love that for a few reasons, and that and gratitude tie together. Gratitude is a topic that comes up a lot on this show, but it's been said many times, and it's true, you can't be in a negative state and a gratitude state simultaneously. It's impossible. And so the reframing you speak of, you know, in the throwing some psychology lingo, we, we refer to that as cognitive reframing, and the cognitive behavior theorists love this because essentially you are taking a negative thing and then taking a positive or different way to look at it that might be contrary to what we believe is true. But you know, there are physiological benefits to being in a positive state, and there are health risks to being in a negative state. So now more than ever, it is so crucial to have those kind of practices in our life. So I love that. So thank you for sharing both of those things. We obviously don't have time to rock through all 10 of your steps because that we'd be here a lot longer than we have both on our schedule. But, uh, you know, so we, we had a great foundation with your first step. Take us through another step or two that you really love that. Well, I know you love them all, but that's really, really exciting and that people can wrap their mind around and, and that we could talk about today. Sure. So step four is strengthen your core confidence. And confidence building is so important because it affects everything that you do. So I did a lot of research around this topic when I was getting my master's degree. And I came up with the five Ps of confidence. And they are presence, patience, purpose, preparation, and practice. Because I love you, Dr. Richard, and your audience, I'll give you two bonus Ps, and that is pause and person, as in be a person. And because of time, like you said, we don't have time to go through all, but be a person, because that's maybe the one people are like, what does that even mean? My speaking coach, Eduardo, always says to me, just be a freaking person. Because this, and you know this as a speaker, I used to dwell in this space of, I have to give this perfect presentation, which no such thing, by the way. And Eduardo would say, just be a freaking person. And whatever you're doing, that's such a great thing to keep in mind because we relate to your messiness or your perfectly gorgeously flawed self or your imperfections. And when you just show up in your humanity, that's so lovable and people love that. So just be a freaking person. And patience is something that everyone struggles with. I think the etymology is, is why. It, it stems from the Latin word for suffering. So it's like, no wonder we hate being patient because we're suffering. It, it, it comes from suffering. And so a point to illustrate that is from 20 years ago, 
at the 2001 Grammys. It's the only Grammys acceptance speech I ever remembered in all the years of watching it. Country singer Shelby Lynn won Best New Artist. And when she accepted her award, she was gracious and said, thank you. And then I'll never forget this. She said, Best New Artist. It's only taken me 13 years and six albums (laughs) to get here. (laughs) She was, you know, it was almost a little snarky because... And I hadn't heard of her and think, oh, I haven't heard of her because she just started last year and won Best New Artist. But the truth is that she's been working on this forever and that she just got recognized six albums later. And so I think it's such an important message for all of us that there is nothing happening overnight. And quite frankly, you don't want it to because you need to build the muscle and become the person who... It feels worthy of this and who can perform at that level or, or, or be the person who can handle all of that success, quite frankly, whatever your thing is. And the last thing I'll say about patience is because I, I haven't always been great at patience and I'm, it's still something I need to practice consistently. And the whole reason that I'm even alive comes from patience. My mother could not get pregnant for nearly eight years. And doctors said, it's not going to happen for you. If you want to be a mom, you have to adopt. And she was devastated because unlike me, she had to be a mom. It was just the most precious thing for her and her life. And obviously she got pregnant because I'm alive. I have a brother. And I said, how are you able to get pregnant? How, how is it that John and I are here? And she said, I gave up. And she didn't mean she threw in the towel or stopped being with my dad. She just gave it up to a higher power. And I think that took all that stress and pressure off of her body. And she got pregnant with my brother a month later. So I invite you to think of either one of these stories when you are in the struggle or stuck or frustration and just lean into that patience and, and trust and keep going. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And if the thing you want right now doesn't happen, maybe it's because you're meant to be doing something else and, and be open to that too. I love that. It's interesting. The term that came to my mind as you were speaking about that country music singer was that the 20 year overnight success, right? Like it's, it doesn't, most people don't snap their fingers, you know, it, it takes commitment, but I, I love, I love that story. And I, I don't remember that Grammy speech, but you know, it's, it's funny because people who achieve that level of success, I mean, you, you talk about the LeBron James, I remember what, like Michael Jordan, it's, it's been famously said he was cut from his middle school basketball team because he wasn't going to be good enough, right? A coach, I mean, that's, it's unfathomable to speak of anyone who would consider Michael Jordan not good enough to play basketball, right? And so, you know, it's, it's about not giving up. It's about perseverance. So I love the P for patience. And I also love being a person. That's, that's a good one too. <laughs> so be yeah. a person. Be, Just a, be person. a person. <laughs> right, so give us, give us one more of your, your, your favorite things here, your favorite steps. Yeah, gosh, there's so many. I when I talk about embrace your endorphins and and the book and that's about joy, of course, and and creating joy and something that I, you know, think of of something or someone that brings you joy. Again, whatever just came to mind is perfect. For me, it's my parents' 11-year-old golden doodle Teddy. And when I think of Teddy, I immediately light up. I want to jump out of my chair and scream. You know, like a freak. I'm trying not to scream and hurt everybody's ears right now. But so think of that. And when I did research on this and asked hundreds of people what brings them joy, what I found fascinating is not that not one person said a material thing. And certainly, you know, I love nice things as much as the next person. I'm not going to pretend or deny that. But 
the things that emerged from so many people were these just simple acts, like having coffee with their spouse and dog every morning and just that quiet time together as a family. One woman talked about watching her two-year-old watch the bees doing their job and the awe and wonder she saw in her son's eyes. And that just makes me cry saying it because I think of this woman too. She's very well off financially. She has all the shiny objects and that's what she chose to share with me. And I just think that's so beautiful because our culture tells us we need all of this stuff to be worthy or valuable or happy. And science just says the opposite. And that's why it is so important. You know, things that will make you happy and increase your well-being. I say this, I've experienced it personally, and this is data and science for people who want that. Not everybody wants to take my word for it. Completely respect that. But it is things like time affluence, social connection, acts of service and kindness, exercise, sleep, things that cost nothing that we all have access to. So I don't want to hear any, well, must, must be nice to be you, which I've heard several times. Or, well, those rich people are, oh, this, or I can't afford that. Everyone can afford to walk down the street for exercise. Everyone can afford to sleep. Everyone can afford to do something nice for someone. Everyone can afford taking five minutes to five days to have time affluence to do something besides stressful activities. And everyone is able to connect with another human. Even if you live alone or you think, I don't have any family or friends, go to the grocery store and connect with the checkout clerk. Look at that person in their eyes, even with a mask on. I think we're all starting to take our masks off now. But you can connect deeply with connect deeply with yourself. So I hear a lot of excuses. I'm sure you do too. But I don't like to tell people what to do. I just like to present all the information and just say, just thought you'd like to know. You know, it's interesting. Dale Carnegie, when he did his research, and this was probably in the 30s, he determined that the most important thing to a person is simply their name. And just by calling another person by their name, making eye contact, finding out what's important to them, right? Like you think about all of the the pillars of the personal development world, the, the Dale Carnegie's, the Napoleon Hills, the Jim Rohn's, the Zig Ziglar's, all of them at their core emphasize, you know, connect with the person across from you and find out what makes them tick and stop talking about yourself and do something for them. You know, So thank you for sharing that. That's exceptional stuff, all of it. It makes life feel a lot better and more manageable right? Even I talk about this story in the book about, you know, daring to suck, be willing to show up and not be great at something at first forever. And that's me in dance class. And I'm a horrible dancer. (laughs) I put myself out there. And I talk about that story because it it was, it's so confidence building for me to go to dance class, not because I'm turning into JLo or Usher, but because I'm willing to be there. And in a room full of people who actually know what they're doing, but it's that ultimate rebellion against my inner perfectionist. And there's, there's no impressing anyone in dance class. I'm always going to be the worst, quite frankly. And that's okay. And I just think, and dancing costs no money. Dance around your house, whatever you need to do. I'm just reminding people that you have access to so many things that are going to make you feel like a million dollars on the inside and build that inner wealth and success and confidence and beauty and and redefining all of these things and doing life on, on your terms. But you have access to all of the things 
that are going to increase your well-being. I, I have to say that again. You already have access to it and it's free. What, what a beautiful concept that we've all fallen asleep to. I, I'm guilty of it. So I'm inviting everyone into that world and, and it's a really nice place to be. And, and that's why I, I do my practices in this book daily. There's no pretending like, oh, I wrote the book. I'm good to go now. That's like someone with six-pack abs saying, I never have to work out again. Absolutely not. And you and I are both Big Ten folks. Another Big Ten folk is, is Tom Brady. And I, I feel a connection to him because we're the same age. We're both in the Big Ten athletes at the same time. And he's still winning Super Bowls. And my knees hurt when I go to Pilates. But that's because Tom practices harder than anybody, not because he's the worst, but because he's the best. So honor yourself, know that your talent merits investment, and let's exercise that fifth P, let's practice. Love it. You know, I I think you might've already just hit on this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So I wrap up all of my shows, as you know, by asking my guests a single question. What is your biggest helping, Kate, that one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? I would like anyone and everyone who hears this to remember how powerful you are and take that knowledge from your brain, from your head, move it down into your heart, into your body, let it breathe into your bones. Know that in your bones that you are powerful, not because of what you have, what you do, but because of who you are. And nobody can ever take that from you. And just know that you can do whatever you decide is important enough. So decide, get clear on what's important to you, and know you can have it if you are just willing to show up and do your best. I love it. I beautifully said. Kate, tell us where people can connect with you online, get their hands on this book, all that good stuff. Yes, you can get the book, all the information. It's sold everywhere books are sold online. You can go to the fullspiritworkout.com. All of that information is there. And I'm happy to also connect with you at Kate Ekman, E-C-K-M-A-N.tv. Come join the community. It's all about a collaboration rather than competition. It's, it's a good, joyful, loving place to be. And, and I'd love to connect with you there. Love it. And we're going to have links to everything Kate Ekman at thedailyhelping.com at the show notes. Well, Kate, time has flown by. I knew that it would. Thank you so much for coming on The Daily Helping. It was great to have you as a guest. Thank you so much, Dr. Richard. You're my, my new favorite person. I can't <laughs> wait to come barbecue barbecue with you in Atlanta someday. Oh, so I love thank it. you I love so it. I much love for it. having me. Absolutely. And thanks to each and every one of you as well who chose to listen to this episode. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because that's what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else. Even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. <laughs>